You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, where we recap your favorite Bravo show in 30 minutes or less. And we have a bonus episode right now with our favorite, Anthony Lario, where we're going to be talking about Britney Spears and all the drama that's been going on with that, because we love her. We know it's not Bravo-related, but we all, you know, how can you not talk about Britney? It's been headline news, and we just kind of wanted to spend some time diving right in. So before we dive in, um, I just want to preface by saying that um, while we basically should be like doctors because we should have our PhDs in pop culture, we do not have a MD. <laughs> we are not a psychologist, psychiatrist. Um, we are not judging Brittany's mental health. We are just discussing kind of what might be the situation that's going on and kind of like the craziness behind when we hear from her, when we don't. Um, so we just want to start off by saying that um, this is not us saying that we think she needs to be like reevaluated or anything like that. We're just kind of going into what's what we know and what's happening. And let's be real. Like, I'm going to speak for myself here. I can't talk to this shit with my husband, Kyle. I have you guys to dive True. in and really, really talk about it and just react as fans on what is happening. Anthony, are people like on the East Coast freaking out about it as much as like, because I feel like East Coast people are sometimes like they have like so many other things going on. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like the people on the East Coast are like completely in tune with everybody else around them. And just to like go off of, um, you know, what you guys said, I want to make sure that you know, every time that we talk about something that is a, uh, a, I don't want to call it conspiracy because it feels reductive to call it conspiracy, but something that has not been, um, you know, out there in the press really heavily already or something that has not been confirmed by Britney's team, I want to say that uh, we will try to use qualifier terms like allegedly for legal reasons. But if we um, uh, forget to use qualifier terms, like allegedly, let it be known now um, for legal reasons that what we are talking about is all alleged. Good point. <laughs> wow. So, so, don't, so now that we've gotten our yeah. disclaimer. That is the disclaimer. Hey, now we can say anything. Don't sue our asses. But whoa. You like. Yep. So, okay. I mean, we, we should that. recap what's happening because this has been like. I mean, it really started when she shaved her head, right? Yes. Well, yeah. so 2007. We yeah. We got to go back to 2007. Um, Brittany was, you know, this was like, while she was recording Blackout, Anthony, keep me in check here. Yes. During the, this is like the Blackout era. Brittany had to, this all spiraled down when she divorced and separated with Kevin Federline. Yeah. 
then she kind of started hitting the party scene. This is like when you see the pictures of her and Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. She's like, you know, getting gradually more and more sloppy in terms of her appearances. So this is like the barefoot in the gas stations, just driving around L.A., just all over the place. This is also when her cousin, I forgot her name, kind of becomes her assistant and also kind of takes also begins to take advantage of her. And then Sam Lefty, this is like the Sam Lefty time, the dark period in her life. Um, where while also I think she might have been dabbling in drugs or not, I'm not really sure. And she but also fires Larry Rudolph during this period. I think mm-hmm. it's important to note. Yes. So, and she also, like, I forgot, do you remember, Anthony, like, the name of her little um, trio? Like, it was, like, the like the three, she had, like, a name for, a con- like, when she toured. The M&M tour. Small- yeah, the M&M tour. So, this is, like, part of that era and part of that time. Yeah. Eventually, like, her life starts to spiral and spiral more and more out of control. She's distanced herself from her family. And then it all comes down to her ultimately almost losing custody to over her children. And then she gets put on a, uh, it's a called 5150. Is that it? Yeah. 5150. It was insane to watch in real. I like remember it like yesterday. Um, Do you feel like though, like as you've gotten older, like I felt like when I was younger, like watching this, I was just like, oh, she's like losing her mind. Weird. But like now I almost like, because I'm older, like I think back and like, she must've been going through some really heavy shit. Cause like to, to have a breakdown like that, a lot oh has to be God. happening to you. Okay. This shit was happening while I was in my dorm room. Um, I was in my sorority house. I was on Oh No, They Didn't Gossip Little Website following it. It was like the most maddening thing I've ever witnessed in terms of pop culture and like seeing someone gradually like spin out of control. Yeah. And it's crazy. Um, because, it was weird. Um, it, you know, she, she had just um, completed that reality show with Kevin Federline, Chaos or Chaotic. Yes, yeah, like, that was oh on the CW. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, like this yeah. weird like docu series where like they filmed it themselves and like also had like little interviews on the side that I guess were shot by the production company. But the timing of the Blackout album is super super weird because we don't know if she, you know, we don't know if she was kind of coming out of her breakdown when she recorded it or if she was like having her breakdown while she recorded it because. The VMA performance in 2000 and I think it's uh, to the beginning of 2008. Um, that's when she was released from the institution. Um, yeah. And then we get for eventually. So, yeah, then the breakdown, all shit goes loose with the shaving of the head because she had an aunt. Yeah, that was before you know, the breakdown. That was before the VMA performance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she had the weave on. Yeah. Um, and then the fake. Contacts, the fake blue but, contacts. Yeah. yeah, but it had to do with her aunt, who apparently was going through cancer. She was having a hard time. I think it was all the custody agreement. There's just a lot of shit there going was a on. Lot and like of you stuff, said, yeah. yeah, and like Abby, like you're saying, like yeah, I think listening, like now, I'm like, holy shit! Like this was America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. The media, like she was darling, like you know, kind of just little ditzy, bubbly, but like very sweet, not a virgin, but maybe not like a a virgin, but not a virgin, just a girl, not yet a woman. Like there was all all that stuff playing into it. And like, I felt like the media like ate her alive um, during this time period where I felt like Brittany, it wouldn't surprise me. She genuinely was like, I thought y'all were on my side. And, um, I don't know. It all shit goes loose. 
gets crazy. Yeah, it really hit the fan. And and the crazy thing is, too, that I, I think about sometimes is, you know, nowadays in pop culture, we think about, you know, we see what's happening with Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. We know what's happening with the housewives in real time. We know what's happening with Kim Kardashian in real time. Britney has somehow managed, even through her breakdowns, to keep the specific details out of our hands. A lot of the specific details that we have are purely speculation or things that have been, you know, storied by the press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But even, yeah, even the stuff that we think, like, I mean, we'll kind of dive into it, but, like, TM- TMZ stating, like, oh, she's now in, she just entered a facility. There's a lot of theories and a lot of people making statements that she actually entered the facility January of this year. So, yeah, like, yeah. you really can't trust anything that comes out of Britney's camp, and I don't think Britney's even running her own social media. So, no. to, to that point, like, as in the timeline of the breakdown, she eventually gets put on a conservatorship after the 50, 5150. I think at the time it was, like, unheard of in Hollywood terms that this happens, because typically a conservatorship is for someone who is a lot like elderly or maybe in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know, to be honest, at the time when it was happening, I just, I didn't know enough about it to understand like how crazy, well, and just how crazy to it be, is. Like back up. Cause the way I thought of it when I was younger, it was like, Oh, it's just kind of like power of attorney, essentially. Like her dad was just making decisions for her because she was deemed unfit. Yeah. And it's, it's like way beyond that. Um, and like you were saying, V, it's like for people who are in a coma or have like, you know, dementia or something like in a mental, an altered mental state from either trauma or some sort of diagnosis or condition. Um, typically it's like with something where like, they're most likely not going to get better. So you put them in this conservatorship so that somebody can oversee like their care because the patient themselves cannot make a decision yeah, usually because exactly. they're nonverbal, but like, for Brittany, and I think the way, like, honestly, like, I didn't realize her dad still had a conservatorship until all this stuff started recirculating. Like, he had yeah. been in charge of her life since that breakdown in 2008. So and for this was supposed years. to end in 2009. So the conservatorship apparently had a stipulation where it was supposed to end in 2009. Yeah, like, right after the Circus. Yep. That yeah. album that came up. Like, I, re- I always think about for the record the documentary did oh, you all watch that my god i cry every time i watch it i cry every like i think about it. i watched it so many times because i felt like in the rawest state it was the most real i probably to this day or maybe for life that we'll ever see britney talk about it as raw as she did in that moment and how that clip when she just says i'm just so sad oh like i think god. about that and it breaks my heart well it's even so sadder much. like now like i like got goosebumps as you were repeating that because i like remember her face and the way she looked when she said it and like just knowing so much more than we know now uh, or that we allegedly might know <laughs> um it's just crazy and i even like go back like i kind of went down like a black hole of just looking at like quotes that she said over the last couple of years and like some of the things that people like that she said, like people like were thinking, oh, she's implying the paparazzi. Like I, you know, I'm trapped. I can't go and order Starbucks for myself. I think she legitimately might be trapped and cannot order Starbucks. So she's not even allowed to like spend her own money. She has to yeah. have her dad's permission to buy a Starbucks. Abby, you're absolutely right. And you know, it's the, the crazy thing is that in that off the record documentary, she was talking, I'm surprised that was allowed to be released under her conservatorship because she was talking about her people in her camp. She was saying, they don't listen to me. Nobody listens to me. And it makes me sad. And I I always thought that was so strange that that was allowed to be out there. 
because you know that her camp had something to do with producing it and her father had something to do with producing it. And even in that documentary where she's making her fun of her father and she's like, Brittany, Brittany Jean, you better get over there. And like, you know, she's doing that little parody. They're making grits. Yeah, yeah you're making, making grits. grits in there. Yeah. And, and, and it's, um, it's startling to look back on um, knowing what we, you know, what has been speculated now. And I think as Britney fans, um, you know, specifically, you know, I, I feel like a lot of Britney fans, they've always kind of had a feeling that something is wrong. You know, looking at her most recent performances, something's off, something's not quite right. And, yeah. And we've all kind of just pushed it under the rug being like, well, that's just Britney now. That's just Britney. She doesn't really care anymore. Or this is just her now. She's older. And the theories that are coming out just seem to make more sense. And I think, I mean, really kind of like what I think the ultimate, well, the whistleblower really be, was this paralegal, but there is a, another podcast out there called Brittany's Graham mm-hmm. that did yeah. an emergency episode. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. Like it gives you goosebumps, but like for me, it just provided so much detail and insight as to what's happening. And like, she is basically a prisoner in her own life and I'm not being dramatic. Like, I just can't imagine like not being able to make a single decision. She can't even drive a car unless her current boyfriend is in the car with her. I will say like, so backing up. So we went from circus, then conservatorship. Brittany made multiple comebacks. As a fan, you think all is well, and you're yeah. like, oh, she's dancing better. You get excited about things like that. But the, yeah, like the, the Britney's, the free Britney movement, whatever you want to call it, begins. And I will say, like me personally, before I had a little hesitation before I listened to that podcast, mainly because it did sound like a conspiracy theory, and I'm like, this is all based on claims that are alleg- allegedly, <laughs> we supposedly these things are happening, and I'm like, ah, I don't know how much I buy into it until I hear and it is you know I think there's documents that state this that the co-lawyer the lawyer that's on her conservatorship eventually resigns after getting a pay raise like that to me was enough to like pay a little closer attention to these details so just to back up a little bit so the conservatorship is really kind of like divided into two pieces for Brittany and what a conservatorship means is really like you're the guardian so you can have different guardians in fact when she was dating Oh, I'm blanking on his name. He was listed. He became a guardian in this. Jason Chatwin. Yeah. She was engaged to him. Yeah. He was going to be on it. I don't think he ever got on it because they separated. Um, he was going he was to be vetted on it. to be one. So there's two guardians up until really January or March, February of this year. Um, it was her dad and her dad is run, like runs her financial decisions. And then like personal meaning anything from like, going on a trip driving a car performances she does songs she sings like he runs all that she really he cannot she cannot make a decision without her dad jamie's approval no and then andrew wallet is a conservator of the estate Um, and he had been there from the beginning and as part of the reason why he was brought on is she was making a ton of money but she was spending it like crazy and some of it is suspected that um, people were taking advantage of her, like her cousin, um, who kind of came in as her, um, assistant for a little bit. And just like, I think a lot of people think she might've been taken advantage of. So he sort of came in to manage her estate and like anything that she like earnings and making sure that she was actually like, yes, that's what my dad would do. My, my dad's job. Exactly. 
oh my to, god to do that so and, yeah what is i mean he probably he probably can't say much but has he dealt with conservatorships before yeah so that's basically one of his fortes is um he deals with conservatorships and and it's like crazy because i feel like he is technically guardian of a lot of people at one time yeah um, like and it's crazy because i'm like um you know he obviously has kids that he's guardian of until they turn 18 or uh, until they're not dependents any longer but you know he um he has guardianship over a lot of people um just because he has power of attorney and um you know if, if somebody isn't able to make these legal decisions for themselves he he will become that kind of person um and then until that he has the the rightful decision or mindfulness to appoint somebody else in their life to that position um, so some lawyers get in trouble for taking advantage of stuff like that. But something unique about my dad is that he actually will fight cases against people who are abusing guardianship. And that's usually how he becomes the guardian or wow. conservator. So, so, I mean, it, I guess it's really set up where you could be You're If you have, you know, a lawyer who's, you know, the guardian of your estate. You're, you kind of are at risk if they're not like a good, legit person. Yeah. But exactly. isn't there also a risk for that lawyer to be disbarred if it can be proven that they were doing things like to intentionally harm or not, you know, protect that person in the best way possible? Yeah. And it happens more often than not. And that's the thing with with, you know, it, um, you know, practicing law is that you constantly have to be updated with how things are changing. It's not just like you take the bar exam and then you're like a lawyer and then you know everything forever. It's like things are constantly changing all the time. And and a lot of it, you know, is based, it's ironic because it's based on the law, you know, but there are clauses in the law which say, use your best judgment, which yeah. is crazy. Because yeah. it's like, it's not something that is defined by so the law. So gray. Yeah, yeah it's such a gray area. I mean, it, even if you you look at laws about consent, so, so there are laws about what it means to consent to somebody, but there are not laws about what it means to not consent to somebody for, oh. for sex, which is crazy. So when the whole Bill Cosby case happened, um, you know, they said to the judge, the grand jury said, you know, can you define what not consenting means? And the judge said, you know, use your best judgment. So oh. it, it always kind of comes back to that. So it, 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 it kind of seems like, you know, her father is obviously one of the conservators of her, um, you know, estate and her living will and and controls her assets. But it seems like this guy who just left, um, he knew something was going on that that was either wrong or or not going the way that was planned. And he wanted to have nothing to do with it. And it seems to me like he foresaw as a lawyer um, he foresaw a, a larger lawsuit happening that he wanted to get out of before it was pertinent that he had mm. to get out of it. I mean, and Andy, oh, go ahead, B. No, I was just going to ask Anthony, what was your take up front when this whole like free Britney stuff started coming out and this podcast that's been going on for a little bit comes out with all this information? What was your initial take on it? Well, my, like, did you buy into it? Like, I, like you said, it's like a, some of it can be like a conspiracy theory here because it's all alleged information. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that obviously as a Britney fan, like a, not just like a fan, but like Britney was like my life. I mean, it still is like such a huge part of like a, the soundtrack of my life. Um, and, and, um, you know, people always say to me, like the, the hardest things who are like, oh, what do you like better? Britney Spears or Taylor Swift? And I'm like, 
okay, I can't even choose because Britney Spears is just like embedded into my soul. So like yeah. everything with her, I take more sensitively. So I'm like, you know, but part I, I immediately, I'm going to be honest. I thought, yeah, probably some of this is true. And I was happy that somebody had said it because it, I feel like as a Britney fan, you never want to admit that something is happening to her. You just kind of want to be like, she's doing her thing. She's happy. Um, but, you know, this summer, Heather McMahon on Instagram, you know, kind of came out yes. with her whole Britney 911 thing. And I texted yeah. Heather and I was like, it's funny because I know you're a comedian and I know you're half being, you know, jestful and funny. But, you know, some of the things that you said are actually really true. You know, Britney probably just wants to go back to Louisiana and, you know, teach cheer sport and take care <laughs> yeah. of her babies. And, you know, why does she post the fish emoji all the time? And why does she always post the key emoji with a heart? Like, what does this mean? And, and you know, she posted how on Watch What Happens Live, Iggy Azalea said that before Britney Spears came over to have lunch with her, her whole team had to come in to, yeah. um, you know, sweep the floors and see, you know, if she's having anything that's going to supposedly trigger Britney. We don't know if these are actual triggers for Britney or rather what her father believes might trigger her or her team believes might trigger her. So it, it's I, I thought that there was some validity to it right away. I don't stand behind the people that are like, uh, I actually, but it's funny, I haven't seen any death threats, but you know, when Jamie Lynn made her post and Brittany made her post, they both cited death threats to their families. And I didn't see that anywhere. No, I wonder if it's almost like they're trying to make it sound like my poor dad, you know, yeah. like everybody's going to threaten him. Stop. You know, what I think is crazy, too, is that the Iggy Azalea thing and Carson Daly since has come out and said back to the TRL days when they would like post a publish any type of story about Britney so it's normal to like have to like send the questions to the publicist and they'll say like that's off limits you know like you can't ask her did she lose her virginity to Justin Timberlake like that's off limits um but the other thing he said is anything that they did her team had to review it before he was allowed to publish it Wow. Which is nuts. But one thing, and I will give a shout out to my coworker, Trey. Hi, Trey. Um, We've been talking a lot about this before tonight, but leading up even to, so before all this like went down and like the speculation, she was doing the whole domination tour. She was getting ready to launch another Vegas leg. And then we have to remember that Jamie apparently so allegedly his colon had erupted. Did you guys hear that rumor? Mm-hmm. Like he got really, really sick. Yeah. But so that was the, kind of how it yeah. was a ru- It's rumored though that that's what happened. The um, paralegal who called into Britney, the Britney Graham podcast basically said that like it was her dad really is fine. Like they yeah. were using that. Um, yeah. They, they said that something did happen to her father. In case they ever went into hospital records, something actually did happen to her father medically, but it wasn't as serious as they're making it out to be. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say another thing that made it so weird. So because she was preparing for that domination tour, a lot of the dancers and like Nappy Tabs, who does choreography for J-Lo and like other people, they didn't know it was canceled until it was released to the public. Okay, so I have a friend who... um, just recently left a really good gig um, that he had 
and it was because of uh, something to do with Britney. Oh. And and he was, you know, uh, preparing for this, and then it it um so so it was after it was announced that it was canceled, and um, there were still, you know, th- uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. So the tour was still supposed to happen, even though even after it was announced that it was canceled, and okay. there were dancers um, preparing for it, and and. Um, and set list being created, production being created, and now it's all up in the air again. So even while it was announced that it was canceled, there was still stuff going on behind the scenes preparing for it to happen again. So they Got were it. hoping maybe she could come out. Because, I mean, there are, there's also been, like, alleged stories saying that Larry Rudolph, um, that basically they forced Brittany into this facility. She is being held there against her will, but because she does not really, like, own the right to make decisions about her life. She's stuck in this facility. Uh, and this paralegal who apparently worked with Andrew Wallet, um, whose identity has been remained, uh, remained anonymous is saying that Larry Rudolph apparently said in meetings, um, this will be great when she, for her Vegas show, when she comes at back. Yes. Yes. He has said that. For so sure. like, I was, I think yeah, some sorry, of it, like, Abby. no, I was going to say, so I think part of the reason why those dancers were still prepping and practicing is I think their plan was whether she's healthy or not, um, after 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, however many days, like, she's going to come out and she's going to go do a Vegas show because for whatever reason, people are going to flock to see Brittany, whether it's to see her fall on her face because she's still a mess or whether it's because, like, people like us who, like, love and support her and want to be there for her. Either way, people are going to flock to this show. Exactly. You're absolutely right. And even going to see her shows, whether it be Vegas or whether it be, you know, when she was on the um, Piece of Me tour um, this year, you know, there's a general vibe in the audience. We're not going to talk about Britney, but we're at a Britney Spears show. And anybody who starts to say anything remotely negative about Britney they it's almost as though people look at them it's like a cult like people look at them like you better not even try it like do not say anything bad about britney and it's like this unspoken rule of and even if you don't know that's the rule you get in there and it's a vibe you cannot talk poorly about britney and and everybody knows watching the show she's lip syncing um i have some uh i don't know if this is really crazy information but she did um, back, uh, I think it's a little bit over a year ago when the show was still in Vegas, this one random show, she was performing extremely, extremely well. And it was all over the internet. People were like, why is this one specific Vegas show amazing? It was one specific performance and she was going all out all night. And she actually stopped the show in the middle. I don't know if you guys saw the video. And oh, the yeah. illegal thing? Well, yes. And she said, um, and she sang an acoustic live version of Give Him Something to Talk About by Bonnie Yes, Wright. And yes. it's very strange looking back at it now because it seemed totally unplanned. It seems like she had either had a track prepared or told her band last second. And her nomenclature is as if she's crying out to us. She's going... This kind of feels illegal. And then yeah. everybody cheers and she goes, it kind of feels illegal to be doing this. Illegal. And she says it three times. 
And you're like, and I remember watching it being like, is she nervous? What is that? And she sounded unbelievable singing that live. And, and then after that, she went right back into her sedated state. So it, it makes me think looking back on it, was she not on her medication then? Well, what, did they get nervous and they sedated yeah. her again? Well, that's the rumor as to why they sent her back. So the rumor is that she wasn't taking her medication. um, And that because her dad, you know, as the guardian owns this, that her dad caught on to it and basically sent her to a doctor. And she was kind of saying like, she didn't like the side effects and blah, blah, blah. And the doctor said, I can prescribe you something else. And she was refusing to take it. And her dad basically said, you know, we're going to take Vegas away from you. Mm-hmm. and blame it on my health this is all alleged um but you know apparently this happened like early january and they sent her like they took vegas away but then immediately sent her to a treatment center um yeah. and for those who like follow her like you're talking about all the different emojis and stuff you'll notice that apparently while she was in the treatment center it was like an old school emoticon it was a like the colon with a parenthesis instead of a real smile and so oh, people yeah. are like freaking out that like that was her camp posting, not yeah. her. Well, it didn't feel very genuine. Yeah. It's, just, it's also really interesting too, seeing how the media has responded since like when this all first broke out. So with her going into the treatment center, everyone's like people spins it and it's like, it's, she's going into a wellness treatment, like taking time off because her father's illness. Then TMZ, which tends to be a slightly closer to the truth. It's like she's in a mental facility because she's not doing well at all. And then the Free Britney comes stuff, stuff comes out. And then the media is like, oh, the media doesn't really say much about the Free Britney stuff, at least in major publications. You don't really see a lot from E! News or like a People magazine, even us. They get some traction from like Extra and some of those a um, little bit more uh, gossip, more gossipy publications and media outlets but once she her camp does speak out her camp tries to fight it they're like oh britney's like super super ill and like needs this badly and then eventually then it spins like the completely other way it's just really really weird and makes me wonder like how much britney's camp is like okay guys if you stick with us and do well with us we're going to give you like xyz um, when she yeah. comes out of it, like you're going to get an exclusive. It's just been interesting to watch how um, those media outlets have played into this. Yeah. And it, it's rumored that they're being paid off a lot of the major ones. Yeah. Um, well, which is shitty. Say, like their silence speaks more than them not running it. Cause even if they did, if the story was completely outrageous and there was no truth to it, people and us weekly would be running stories. They would still that. do it. It's very yeah. strange that they haven't. It's very strange that they haven't. This is the same thing that happened. And, you know, Brittany, uh, I don't know uh, if there's anything illegal going on with, with um, I guess, disclosing how much income that she makes. But I think that she's making a lot more than we think that she's making. If, uh, oh, yeah. It, I mean, it, there's a lot of money involved in here. And I think they can afford to pay off major press more than some celebrities can afford to pay off. Um, almost pay somebody to sign a non-disclosure agreement. And... Um, you know, this just goes back to 2008, um, you know, the Lost Album. Did you, do you guys know about the Lost Album? I think I do. It was like a B-side, right? It was like additional track records to Blackout, the, if yeah. I'm remembering this correctly. The Original I... Doll, it was called. It was yeah. called The Original Doll. And she, um, on her own volition, um, 
and this is while she was still in her conservatorship. She snuck out, which she's not allowed to drive. And she went to a local L.A. radio station. It was very strange because she didn't go to a major radio station. She just went to a local L.A. radio station. And she brought them an unfinished demo track of yeah. a song called Mona Lisa. Which, yeah, yeah which, Mona Lisa. I remember that. Yeah, Which ended up being released officially later um, with the lyrics changed. Um, but it's suspicious because the original demo track that she played on the radio and got in major trouble for, the lyrics are... She's the original. She's unforgettable. And she wants you to know she's been cloned. What? And it's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's kind of all about like, you know, how the the Mona Lisa painting um, has been, you know, cloned and right. copied a million and five times and sold for lesser value. Um, and, and it's it, I looking back at it. I mean, even even before this whole Free Britney scandal came out, we knew that those lyrics meant something, whether it be, you know, all pop stars are copying her or it's crying out for help. But now after Free Britney, we're looking at it like she's been cloned, not literally been cloned in a factory, yeah, yeah. but I like, but cloned in the way that like, this is not really me. Like, this is a different version of me that they are making me do. It that like my mind is blown right now because I've not made that connection, but that is that is a really, really good point. And as, honestly, guys, that's why I feel so conflicted about the Free Britney thing. I think there's some truth to it. And then I also think, on the other hand, like, she came out with her statement. And she's like, you guys, like, Britney has never, post-conservatorship, I should say, has ever come out and been like, okay, things are out of control. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. So for her to do that, whether it's been her camp wanting her to do that or not, and however she seemed in the video, is just it doesn't happen. And then coming out the day after with the like workout video, it's just, there's a part of me, like it's, I feel conflicted because as a fan, you do want to be respectful and like leave the poor girl alone and let her be. But on the other hand, there's been so many red flags that it's, this has kind of piqued my interest where I kind of like, what is happening here? I also am curious. And I don't, I wonder what you two think. Do you guys think she is fighting the conservatorship? And that's why um, Lynn Spears posted that cryptic, Instagram post um what did it say I have a screen grab of it she says well it says when God's warriors go down on their knees the battle's not over it has just begun yeah yeah Yeah, I think that she's fighting this conservatorship and I think that she has been for a while as in release in those 2009 audio tapes where she said um I want to figure out how I can possibly get this conservatorship dissolved and my father has threatened numerous times to uh, get my children taken away from me. And when she, uh, you know, and people were trying to say that wasn't really Britney. That was Britney. Like that was a phone call from Britney Spears, everything down to the timbre, to the inflection, to everything that was Britney Spears. And um, I, I think I told you guys this a couple of days ago, but like, I'm pretty sure that back then, her family also had to sign non-disclosure agreements for however long the conservatorship was going to last. And them thinking that it was only going to last two years, they agreed to keep silent for two years. But the fact that it's now into 2019, um, I don't think they expected it to be this long. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the family dynamics while we're kind of talking about it. Because Jamie Spears hasn't always been this hero father in Britney's life Mm -mm. like he was kind of 
you know, there was a point when Jamie and Lynn separated because I believe he had a drinking problem and then he kind of got his life together and then they decided to reconcile. I can't, I, I feel like they were like together, not together, together, not together. So he's never been like a, um, from what we see, a father figure who's like been steady in her life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which makes it more interesting that he's now this conservatorship and he's kind of painted a picture of himself, not to say that he wasn't there to, um, quote, save Britney's life and pull her out of this dark hole. But it's just it's just weird. But did he do it to help her or because he saw an opportunity like I and this I feel like this is kind of a bold statement, but I almost feel like Brittany is Macaulay Culkin and like her dad is Macaulay Culkin's parents and he is just exploiting her strictly for personal gain and for money. I think her mom liking posts about free Britney is a big sign. It's a subtle way for her mom to say like something's going on, whether all that we're hearing is true or not, something's going on. And I feel like Lynn Spears is probably supporting at least Jamie not being her guardian. Well, and Lynn is kind of a shit parent too. Well, well, and that's the thing. Neither one of them are perfect. And I think this is where, no wonder Britney's had these like meltdowns and like, it's not like Jamie Lynn Spears has had a perfect life. I mean, she got pregnant at a young age and, you know, so I think um, both of these girls like got forced into the spotlight, made a lot of money for their parents, but I don't think their parents ever had their kids best interest at heart. No. And we got to remember that this Britney does not remember a time when she was not working. People think that baby, you know, baby one more time came out when she was 16, but they don't realize that Britney was on Star Search when she was eight years old. Okay. I don't yeah. really remember much before I was eight. She was Mickey was Mouse Club too. Was she that was right Mickey... after? Yeah. So I think that her first claim to fame was Star Search at age eight. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but like, I remember some things before age eight, but like, not really. Like, yeah. Age eight is second grade, people. So like, yeah. you, like, do you vividly remember first grade? I don't. No, I remember I mean, a few I re- things, but I not remember. A lot. Yeah, I remember certain moments, certain moments in kindergarten, certain moments in preschool, but not not everything. And, um, you know, she went right from Star Search to being, um, it's funny, she and Natalie Portman were both understudies for Laura Bell Bundy in the Broadway production of, um, oh shit, what was it called? The Bad Seed. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because now they're using this weird, the bad seed is now being revived on Broadway. And it's funny because the advertisements are like, what do Britney Spears and Natalie Portman have in common? They were both <laughs> understudies in um, oh, the bad seed. And it's funny because Laura Bell Bundy, who's a pretty big Broadway actress, was actually the lead. Um, and she was that little bit, regardless, she went right from. Uh, Star Search to Broadway to Mickey Mouse Club to opening up for NSYNC to her first single Baby One More Time and that was it then from then on work 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 she took maybe six months off between you know 2007 2008 then went right back to work well and then when she broke her ankle that was probably like another yeah that was a little like bit that of was that was like in our heyday but but do we think why... she really broke her ankle I mean, I kind of do. You do? I blame it on Snoop Dogg when she, that video oh. where she slipped and fell. And I, she, um... I, I don't know if she broke it, but I, a lot of people, and I don't know if this is truly true or not. I think a lot of it has more to do with the shoes she chooses to wear when she dances. But they say like, she's never danced again ever since that ankle injury. But there's two um, versions of what happened in that story. People have two versions and neither of them have really been confirmed. 
Yeah. So people try to say that one, it was on the set of the overprotected yes. video, which makes me feel weird because there's been videos after that where she dances perfectly fine. Um, and then also there's the other story that she and her cousin um, went to go visit Paris Hilton and she wasn't at her house and Brittany was standing on the top of her convertible trying to get Paris's attention <laughs> um, from the balcony and then Brittany fell out of the car. Like, I actually oh. believe that, like, 100%. That actually sounds <laughs> I mean, look back at that time, though. Like, it was, like, so whether I've all admitted or not, all these girls were doing a ton of coke. I mean, think mm-hmm. how skinny they were. But that was, like, the thing then, like, to be that, like, real thin. Yeah. And they were, like, and I will admit, like, I was buying covers of magazines, like, crazy looking at, like, to figure out what Paris and Lindsay and Brittany and Nicole Richie and all of them were doing next because they were just so outrageous and hitting the club scene like nonstop. I know. It's so amazing. And like you look back on it now and it's like, God, this was like the beginning of like this downfall for all of them. I mean, look where they, it's not like any of them are doing amazing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of have this weird feeling, you know, Paris seems to be doing pretty greatly as of late. And she's kind of having a comeback of her own Paris Hilton in this weird, subtle way. Like, not that she, you know, has done anything spectacular, but I feel like, you know, the American meme Netflix thing came out and Paris was a big part of that. And I feel like people are just kind of realizing their respect for Paris Hilton. Like, oh, she kind of played this character and it's not really her. And she built this whole brand off of it. And, you know, she was recently on Radio Andy where she talked about her relationship with Britney and how much she loves Britney and, um, you know, the wild night where and she claimed Lindsay Lohan followed she and Brittany back to Paris's house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love her hatred for Lindsay Lohan. Oh, it makes me, me too. Laugh. It's so funny. It's so good. It's so petty, but so good. It's so funny. And it's just like, you know, this is really a staple in pop culture. And the I'm thinking these people, even Lindsay Lohan, must know things that we don't know. And they, you, yeah. why aren't they saying it? Well, so I'm saying, like, when are we going to actually, like, hear the truth? Like, it's probably never going to be from Brittany because she's going to be so terrified for the ramifications. But, like, will there ever come a time when, like, Lindsay Lohan's in her 60s and, like, writes a book, like, the shit that really happened? Like, I mean, someone's going to, right? I think Brittany will write a book because, in for the record, I remember she said she made a comment about, like, she could write a hell of a story one day or something about a book. Yeah. Uh, I could totally see her writing a book and just like putting it out there and like having control, which she hasn't always had over like her legacy and what's, what's true and what's not. It wouldn't surprise me if she did that. It's like mic drop peace guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in the, in the backwoods where y'all can't find me. It would not surprise me, but guys, I was just, I was just curious to figure out how old Brittany, um, was in 2007 because I can't do math. But you got, she got released from the mental health facility today. Did you all today? see that? Today? Yeah. No. Yeah. So how Britney was she Spears. working out in that video the other day if she was just it's, released today? Okay. It says, Brittany, this is TMZ, and this was at 3 p.m. Um, this is West Coast time, Pacific time. So it says, Britney Spears is back home after a 30-day stay in a mental health facility, but we've as we've told you, she still has a ways to go for full recovery. Um, her husband, her husband, Sam, not her husband, as the one who drove her, we broke the story. Spears checked herself out of the facility, but she's still dealing with a big unresolved issues with her meds. 
doctors are still working on the right formula for her, but call it a work in progress. Translation, she's still not right because the meds are off, but they're making progress, which is such a, how do they know? That? Because her dad's telling them. Yeah. Like this yeah. is like the scary shit. And the other thing that freaks me out is when they're like, we're trying to figure out her meds. It's like, we're trying to figure out how to make her basically like a money machine where she doesn't talk and do anything, but like perform and sing. And then she's just so sedated. Like, I just feel like they want to just like strip any personality from her. And yep. just make her this little robot that like sings and dances because they, it makes yeah. a ton of money. And we used to think like, you know, as Britney fans, you make excuses like that one show when she was, uh, I think it was like July 4th and she said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and oh it's like so funny to like talk about, but like, it's scary. And we're like, oh, she's just being charming. Like that was weird. Or like when she didn't know Andy Cohen's name. Or when she, you know, thought Ryan Seacrest was gay. Yeah, she thought Ryan. <laughs> Which honestly, well, well, I don't know. If that's yeah, well, too he weird. could be. He could be. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, he could be allegedly gay. Yeah, but you know, it's just this weird phenomenon where everything we're looking back on, we're like everything that was like kind of cute and endearing about these past, um, you know, ten years. It it, it seems suspect now. It seems like there's something off something's wrong and and wh- why what about these meet and greet picks now too that people are yeah. coming out talking about their meet and greet experiences you saying you are not allowed to touch Brittany and when they're looking at her she's almost looking at them like holy shit get me the fuck out of here okay so my coworker Trey he met her through the meet and greets. He oh, wow. has a work bitch tattoo. Nice. <laughs> he's like die like he's next devoted. Level. Yeah. He's devoted. So he's told me he's like he's talked to me about the meet and greet, and his experience was completely opposite. He had a, something prepared. They said if you don't want Brittany to be awkward with you, you need to like have what you want to say and not be awkward with her. So he um, had his like shared his stories about how like how she's impacted his life and all that good stuff. And um, one of her assistants at the time was like uh, brought up him dancing and he danced like in front of Brittany, like started doing a me against the uh, me against the music dance moves in front of her. And she was like super excited and like loved it. And they had like a really cute picture and it was, he had an amazing wow moment with her. But so it's not him. Don't be awkward. with If you don't want her to be awkward with you, don't be awkward with her. Yeah. No, like, they're just kind of like that. Um, it was recently, like, la- I want to say, like, last year, maybe. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a new development. I, I mean, that was, his, ex- that that was because... his experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, like, creep on his Instagram right now, but he, it was recent. It was in Vegas. It was, um, he saw her tour. He saw her in Vegas. Oh, like, it was in Vegas. Times. It was in Vegas. So people were saying that in Vegas, the meet and greets were fine. Okay, was, this was in Vegas, yeah. like the Femme Fatale tour. Yeah, no, which, this last, um, this last tour that she did, which was like the Vegas show, just on tour. Oh, um, okay. And and people were saying that the meet and greets were super strange, like you weren't allowed to touch her. Oh, yeah, yeah I can. Which is I crazy. Can see that. Which is crazy, but I still want to see that meet and greet pic because there are. Oh stories, yeah, I'll send it to you. There are stories of like a couple years ago of people being like, um, you know, 
that that she was weird and there are some really good ones but i can see that like don't be awkward with her she won't be awkward with you okay so this was 2015 oh so okay. it was a couple years back that but it was be, just the yeah. beginning of the piece of me so so that that leads to a question i feel like things have gotten really bad as of recent so it seems like she was coasting 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 and maybe as of recent, within the last three years or so, she has come to maybe um, be self-aware of her situation and maybe wanted to break free. Um, and that, you know, like, I think she did this something to talk about in two, either late 2017 or early 2018. Um, and it's, it's so, you know, 2015, that's when I saw her in Vegas. That was my... Uh, 2015 was my sophomore year of college or junior year of college. Oh my god, yeah, so, so young. Oh my god, you were such a baby. I know, I know. like old hacks. <laughs> yeah, I like how you're like, I know, I like how you're like, oh my no. god. <laughs> no, it's so funny. We'll talk about that after, but like, you know, it, it, it's so funny because you know, I remember going to see her in Vegas and she was like, I don't want to say full out, but I, I remember coming out of the show being like, wow, she really put on a good show. And when my mom and I saw her in Atlantic City this summer, we still thought she put on a good show, but she was a lot more reserved. She didn't talk in between the sets. She was very, you know, matter of fact, these are the songs. I'm going to lip sync. I'm going to half dance. And then I'm going to go to bed. Which is a shame because, like, she is one hell of a performer. So I've been to three Britney concerts, not in Vegas. And, I mean... I used to always say, because people are like, oh my God, she lip syncs. I'm like, I don't care. Her concerts are so fun. It doesn't and she's matter. She's such a good performer. Like, and she can dance. She really can dance. Yeah, she, she can dance. And, it, 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 and even the bad, quote unquote, bad dancing she does is a hundred times percent better than anybody's normal dancing. I mean, yeah, like oh, the Make yeah. Me video where she's like in that weird hallway, just like, like the dancing where she's just like going up and down. Oh, I so st- good. I mean, like, even that, I'm like, yeah, it's really cheesy, but, like, I wouldn't look that good doing that. No, she look, she she is talented. I mean, she is a, uh, I think people fail to recognize that even more so than Beyonce, Britney was really the first. People try to say, oh, no, look back at Cyndi Lauper, look back at Madonna. No, Britney was the first. She was the first one in the music industry to pull something like Baby One More Time. She was the first one with the with the slew of backup dancers. She was the first one to create this sound that is indicative of all pop songs nowadays. The three minutes and 13 second song. Like, it is Britney. And, and she's inspired Beyonce. And Beyonce's inspired others and brought it into other cultures. Like, Britney is the foundation for most of what we hear today in pop music. Oh, and, most definitely. And I think a lot of people don't even give her credit for her songwriting. No, and she wrote the song every time by herself yes. on the piano when she was on the leg of a tour in Germany. Yes. She wrote it on a German Steinway piano all by herself. Uh, so, oh my God. I feel like we've uncovered a lot. So what do you guys think is going to happen next? So, like I said, allegedly, according to TMZ, she left today. So what's your take on what's What's going to happen in Britney's, the rest of Britney's story? Okay. Um, That's a loaded question. I'll go with what I want to happen. (laughs) How about that? So I'm almost, and I don't know if anyone else like feels this way, but after hearing everything and the like, I just like start digging in and learning more and more and reading some of these old interviews and like, 
basically her cries for help. I was experiencing like fan guilt because mm. it's like all of our love for her is almost what has put her in this situation. Because if people are just like, we're done with Brittany, I think her dad would walk away from her too. So my, what I want to happen is I want her to break free from this conservatorship. Um, I want her to be getting the help she needs. Obviously there's a reason why a judge allowed this to happen in the first place. Um, but I think really the best thing for her is to be back in Louisiana, to be with her kids, to be around people, to be around true, genuine friends. And if that means she never makes another song again, I'm okay with it because I'd rather her just like get to have her life. So I guess in a way I almost just want her to retire and just be free to do whatever she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably won't happen though. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just said the same thing to somebody else a couple of days ago. I, I said, I don't care if we never hear another song from her. I don't care if we ever never see another tour from her. I just want her to be happy. I like, and I think this is crazy because this is most of the, the conversation. I don't think there's any celebrity out there that people are like this about. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Like, like do, do we really care if we like, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care if Adam Levine is like happy. I'm like, eh, whatever. Make another like <laughs> yeah, yeah. song. Like what? Yeah. Oh, oh, first of all, fuck Adam Levine. I can't fucking yeah. stand him. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, we love Britney. Like we just want what's best for her. And it speaks true testaments to her character and true ca- testaments to how we feel about her and the, the experiences that she has impacted in our lives. And uh, what I think is going to happen next for Brittany, um, I'll speak like a, a little bit, I guess, more reality. What I, th- what I think is going to happen is this. I think there might be new developments in the Free Brittany thing that might be validated. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen um, anytime in the near future. And when I say the near future, I mean like the next year or two. I think that she probably will go on her domination tour. They might rename it for it to have, um, you know, maybe a new branding or a new beginning. Um, I think she will go on another tour. Things might happen. And I think that um, maybe after her father passes away, we will know more. Mm, That's good. I think she, I do think she truly loves performing. I kind of see it. What I hope for her, I agree with you guys. I want her to be happy. I want her to do her thing and ultimately have her own decisions. I hope that she does get out of this conservatorship. I could see her kind of going down the path a la Beyonce where you don't, well, she did go on tour, but like pre like around Lemonade before the tour went out, I can see her like releasing music, like controlling like the music videos and things like that. Like if we get snippets of her, it'd be in that output but not so much of her like in interviews or anything like that. Like I I could see her like wanting to fully like um, her artistic side, put that all out there. So I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I think everything that we, we said is valid and it, you know, we're all fans and we all want what's best for her and, and we'll see what happens. And again, like full disclosure, everything that we said conspiracy wise, I hate calling it that because it feels reductive, but it is alleged. And uh, we have to take, uh, I guess, Brittany's word for what she said in that Instagram post where she said she's fine. And if, if uh, part of me thinks, and you know, I have a friend who has been a fan of Brittany um, 
he's a little bit older than me. He's like 32, 33 years old. And, and oh, that, so he's like that, that like old. Well, no, not old. Oh but he's and known. Gray. You know, he he was a, Jesus. He started being a fan of Britney before I was more cognizant of it. <laughs> So <laughs> just like us. Yeah, I mean, Britney came out when I was in seventh grade. Her Hit Me Baby yes. One More Time came out when I was, in, but like, so think about that. Like, as a teenager, for me, and I think Britney's not that much older than I am. Oh, like, wow. so you were like a teenager when Britney was out. That was I was like, yeah, yeah. no, I was like 33, 13. Anthony. Yeah, yeah. See, I was like in, I was like in, um, I, the womb. Yeah. So <laughs> when she came out with Baby One More Time, that was 99. So I can't believe that my parents were letting me dance in front of the TV in my, like uh pull-ups to baby one more time weird to like say this but i feel like britney like a lot of us who grew up with her it's like a lot of like our transformation to adulthood because like first she was like baby one more time and she kind of was like dressing sexy but not sort of like what we all would do like middle school early high school and then she like you know i'm a slave for you came out and she was like fuck it i'm gonna wear a bra and a thong over my like leather pants and I feel like college came and all of us were like, yeah, we're going to be a little slutty too. Like, it was like her progression, like followed, like we, for anyone who's around our age, we followed that. Were, so you, yeah, in, um, were you in college when Slave for You came out? I no. think I was in high school. I was like a... No, we weren't. We're in high school. Yeah. I was a junior or senior in high school, but I remember that concert dressing really like slutty, like to the point where like what my parents saw me leave the house in is not what I wore to the concert. <laughs> Did you wear like the jean, the jeans over the, or the thong over the jeans? Um, I really wanted stuff. to, but my friends didn't do it with me. And I was like, ah, you know, like then like everything has to be a group thing, but like I wore a jean skirt, duh. Oh, and, um, really short. Give me more was my jam. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I just wore a short jean skirt and I wore a very revealing top. And like, you know, then it's not like any of us had like, well, those of us who are normal didn't really have a ton of cleavage. So I had like a major padded bra that oh I was Oh my like, God. <laughs> yeah. And I try to be super slutty. I love it. Uh, yeah. No, when Gimme Gimme More would come on, that was my jam. And when I would have drunken blackout nights in college or even like newly alum from college, I would do the um, Slave for You dance. Like that was my dance off Oh, song. I've seen you do it. It's good. Yeah. I would, you know fireball shots in which this was before fireball but, so this fireball. was like so this was like um <laughs> like rumplement like shots <laughs> yeah like rumplement shots and bombs and i would do the slave for you dance and like think i was like hot as shit while i was like sweating balls and like <laughs> oh zoo <my> sweatshirt <laughs> but yeah so anthony so this was us in our Sorry, late teens guys, I, point, I, point is so what was it your friend gonna say sorry we never got to that well my so my friend was saying age. um I had a note here. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to go back and find it. Uh, oh, okay. So he was saying, you know, we have to, and I can't believe that I didn't say this in the beginning, but the most important part about Britney Spears' career are the talking parts in her songs. So th- this is something, oh. this is something that we don't even, we take for granted because they, we, they don't do this in songs today. If you no. look back at her songs and let's dissect this, we should have done this right in the beginning. I should have said this. Um, he had a lot of uh, other things to say, but this was basically his point. We, she's trying to tell us things in these, and this is not to sound conspiracy esque, but so let's look back at I'm a slave for you. The beginning lyrics are, and this is all in talking. She says, I know I may be young, but I've got feelings too. Oh my God. Yeah. And I need to do what I feel what like. What I need doing. to do. Yeah. So let me go. 
and just, and just listen. listen. And nobody's listening. Okay? <laughs> Overprotected. Overprotected. I need time. Love. Joy. I need space. I need, need me. me. It's it's very crazy the pattern. Okay, we're gonna go into another one. Are you are you ready? Oh, I'm. Oh, this are you amazing. ready? Like, yeah. I'm like really into this right My now. My prerogative. People can take yeah. everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. And the question is, can you handle mine? Oh my god! Oh, that was another jam I had. That was a good one. Right, good one in college. These could be housewives taglines. They should be. They'd be so much better than some of the other ones. When life hands you limes, make margaritas. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. (laughs) But no, is there another one recent? Like recent? Because that's all. Like she doesn't really do the talking parts anymore. She's not allowed to. It's very strange. The last, I think, the last talking part that she did, um was uh i don't know if you guys know the the music publication pitchfork um my brother swears by it for reviewing music and they did a music review back in 2007 of blackout and they called it one of the best albums of all time because it is it's so good yeah they they really truly the reviewer i really like because he's not typically a pop reviewer and the things that he was saying about it are very true he was very scared by the album in like a theatrical way and he said that something that he was very frightened by was the talking parts in the album um not just it's britney bitch which was like kind of campy and theatrical but in the song break the ice when yeah. in the beginning she goes it's been a while i know i shouldn't have kept you waiting yeah. almost making the audience feel like oh no britney you don't need to apologize to us for keeping us waiting like we know that you had stuff to take care of but we never we know that she's not going to hear us say that so it's almost leaving us with a sense of guilt as the audience or you know the part where right before the breakdown she goes I like this part kind of like dead and we're like what do you mean you like this part isn't this your song and it's almost as if she's hearing the song for the first time it's this very strange creepy phenomenon and and that's kind of the last I think that we saw of the real Britney Spears. Wow. Yeah. You know Carrie um Hilson was wrote a that songwriter song. on the song. She yeah. wrote that song, yeah. And she actually still sings the chorus of that song. That's weird. It's, That's crazy. It's alleged that um Britney said Carrie sounds enough like me, just keep her chorus. I can't sing <laughs> that note. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Well, this was so much fun, Anthony. Thank you so much for joining us. We always love having you on. Oh, thank you for having me. It, this was so, this was great. I'm glad I feel like I, know, I needed to get it, it out. all out. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, this was therapeutic. It's for catharsis. Me. It was. Yes, I, I was really going to say that. Um, so, everyone, if you aren't already, you need to subscribe to Tony's Tea Corner. If you go and you're, on your iPhone. I'm assuming you're all on iPhones, but if you're not, just search Tony's Tea Corner and you'll find Anthony's podcast. It's awesome. He's the best guest host. He does a lot of Bravo celebrities, just does a lot of people in in the industry who are amazing. We love him. And then also look at his Instagram because he's got great content. He's always up to date on the latest pop culture drama. Um, Jordan Woods, his his take on that was one of my recent oh my faves, God. but he's on uh, Taylor Swift. I was going to say, you're Taylor Swift. Oh my God, when you sing Taylor Swift or when you pull out old school songs, you're like, let's just go back to when like 
Katy Perry was actually not annoying. Oh yes. my God. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And guys, I know you're already listening to Real Moms of Bravo, but make sure that you guys follow Real Moms of Bravo on Instagram. I know how easy it is to find suggested podcasts on the podcast store. So follow Real Moms of uh, Bravo on Instagram if you're just finding this as a suggested podcast. Love it. So Anthony Lario, so A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-L-A-R-R-I-O. I think I got that right. So find him on Instagram. And like he said, find us on Instagram and give us some love. So thank you. And we'll have some a lot more fun stuff coming our way. So check it out and stay subscribed and up to date. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now, and for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.